Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. When we talk about missions, it's hard to talk about it without including some strong women that has been a part of the mission effort uh, since the birth of the church. And uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to interview someone that is promoting strong women uh, as wives and as mothers and many times single. But uh, we're, we're just saying that these women do change the world. It was said a long time ago, that woman that rocks the cradle rules the world. And there's so much truth in that. We, we've heard about Suzanne Wesley and the difference she made in the lives of her children. And so today on Exploring Missions, we want this to be a program of encouragement of those women that are out there. Sometimes they feel like uh, what are they contributing? Uh, It's amazing what you are contributing. And Nathan, our co-host, Nathan Harper, you've been surrounded by some strong women, haven't you, in your life? (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, just you could say this about myself and probably millions of other people who would say, you know, I am where I am in life. I am who I am uh, because of the influence of, of many faithful, strong women. Uh, and that can be also said about the simple concept of missions, uh, if you want to narrow it down even to like the what we would say the modern missions movement. It was begun, sustained, carried, carried on uh, because of the uh, the faithfulness of, of strong Christian women. And uh, we probably wouldn't be having this program and have anything to talk about. You know, both of us involved in so- the Southern Baptist Convention, and we have two main mission offerings every year, and both of them are named after women. The Lottie Moon Christmas offering, I heard a story about a man that just been saved and he wanted to know who this Lottie Moon was, and the pastor gave him a kind of a quick lesson on missions and what she had done, and it really, he said, okay, I understand now. So, but we don't have to look at it here. We can go all the way back into the Old Testament. We can look at the New Testament and see these women that really made a difference. And I, I want to talk about one in the Old Testament. doesn't get a lot of publicity, but she was strong. It was David's wife. Abigail. Now, listen, she was first married to what the Bible says is a foolish man. So they are strong women, sometime because of different circumstances that are connected, marriage or even working for or a father. Uh, but God can use them and bring them out and be strong. And Abigail's one of those, Nathan. And that's the stories in First Samuel 25 for those that would want to check it out. But Ab- Abigail was a woman that came up. I, I would call her an advisor to a king. Yeah, you see a lot of times that strong, powerful uh, men who come to prominence um, in in leadership positions behind them is a strong woman who who helps to um, 
maybe not getting the credit and not necessarily the face of, you know, whether it's uh, in this case with David and and Abigail, you know, a, a nation, but they're still in the background, um, influencing and impacting, and uh, yeah, making uh, you know policy decisions, uh, making wise wise decisions, and yeah, lots of lots of influence and. David would probably, um, we could speculate, would not be as uh, well-regarded and as influential if it wasn't for for Abigail. You know, when I hear the word Abigail, I'm going to switch it to American history. Abigail Adams, the wife of John Adams, the second president of the United States, and we have records of the letters that they would write to one another, and she was so influential in his life spiritually and politically, and uh, she was way ahead of her time. And so uh, women can influence so many. They have and they do, and we want to hear that, especially in the area of missions. Turning to the New Testament, one of my heroes is Lydia. I love the story of Lydia, the seller of purple, uh, when Paul comes to Philippi. And, and again, Philippi is one of, Philippians is one of my favorite books. Uh, in college, we had to do a study and a paper on one of the uh, Paul's epistles, and I chose Philippians back then because I loved it so much. It was a, I, I think I know why. It was a book of thanks and a book of, there was, he wasn't trying to solve problems. He was just sharing his heart with them. But when Paul came to, to, to Philippi, there was no synagogue there. Now, his mission strategy was always visit the synagogue first. To have a synagogue, you had to have 10 Jewish males, okay? Uh, but they didn't have that, as I guess. And so Lydia met down on the riverbank or creek bank, as someone call it, and she seemed to be the leader of the group. She did not wait for men to step up to do what was needed. She did it. And, uh, and Philippi became a strong missional church. You remember Paul would write to him and say, no one has communicated with me like you guys have again and again. When I had need and when everything was good, you stayed fast. And I think that comes a lot from Lydia. And uh, she was a leader there in, in Philippi as an individual, but especially when it came to knowing Christ after she had accepted him. Yeah, absolutely. Lydia was a influential, successful businesswoman. They said she was a seller of purple. And she was actually from Thyatira, another city, but she was across the across into Europe in Philippi. So she lived in, in Asia Minor and or was from Asia Minor. I originally. guess that's missional already, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> so she in other words, she had a multi-continental she had an international influence and network, a business network. And we know there was a church planted in Thyatira. And quite possibly, Paul would go on and, and utilize some of those connections that Lydia had throughout that part of the world to plant churches and aid his own mission strategy. So very influential woman in Lydia, and God used her greatly to uh, see multiple ch- churches planted. And when you specifically look at Philippi, uh, you find this church being strong in giving. It seemed to have a strong fellowship, and it was mixed. We know the Philippian jailer in his household would become a part of it. The girl who 
quote, could prophesy and had the demon that was cast out. She became a part of it. And this church, again, because Paul would start out with Lydia and those that were connected with her, and then they'd meet in her home. So she was like a church plant and using her home as the base. Yeah, there's a tendency for men especially, but for many people to want to limit whatever roles women can play, whether in missions or in life of the church. And the simple fact of the matter is we need to answer that question of who can do what biblically. That's that, that, where, do, where do we answer that? Who can do what in the church, in the life of the church and missions? And if we start answering that biblically, one, I think we'll be surprised at what the Bible or who the Bible tells us that God used. Here is an example of Lydia. But I think it, it will free a lot of people from a lot of uh, human constraints that we place on, on, on roles and things. And, you know, it's just a challenge for everyone to, to do your own study on that and look into see what the New Testament says about who can do what and then be free and utilize your gifts that God has given you. And there's roles for everyone. A lot of times women do a lot of behind-the-scenes work that we've talked about, but a lot of times they're on the forefront. They're, they're pioneering mission work and their frontline missions, you know, holding the rope for folks, but also out there proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Another woman that made an influence in my life, I met her one time. Her name was Bertha Smith. She was a missionary. She was in China. She was a part of what is known as the Great Shantung Revival. God did a great work. And I, I'm telling you, she would come and speak at churches and they had what they call the Deeper Life Conferences, Nathan, and it would be Dr. Adrian Rogers, Ron Dunn, Peter Lord, Jack Taylor, I'm at Manly Beasley, and Bertha Smith. Mm. And uh, what would happen after it was over, there'd be crowds just gathered around Miss Bertha to find out what she had to say. The convention that I went to, one of the first ones was in Miami, uh, Florida, and uh, we went to a McDonald's restaurant and there in the corner was a bunch of young, young men. And I was wondering what was going on. So we made an order and we sat over kind of side and I started looking. And there was Bertha Smith. And she was just telling those young men about what God had done and what he could do in their lives. And she was just powerfully used of God to change people's lives and even directions that they would go in missions. Mm. The Biblical model, last one that I want to talk about was Priscilla. <laughs> she was something. Yeah. Uh, she and her husband teamed up, but it seems like she may have been the stronger one connected with missions. Yeah, I mean, we, we see that as you read the uh, account in the book of Acts, and you talk about Paul and Barnabas. Uh, early on in the account, it's listed as Barnabas first and then Paul, so Barnabas and Paul. Not too late, you know, too far into that story, it switches. And for the rest of the time, the story talks about Paul and Barnabas. And we make a big deal of that. We say that, hey, Paul took the lead and, and began to lead the team. Well, when Priscilla and Aquila are mentioned in Acts, it's always Priscilla first. And uh, so, you know, here was a strong woman who probably was leading, at least in this area of missions, and her husband was right there with her. But both of them, Priscilla and Aquila, were with Paul so often. They're mentioned so many times in the letters of the New Testament that Paul wrote. The 
ladies that we've talked about, Lydia, doesn't say anything about her even being married. We talked about Abigail, who her first husband died, and she remarried, and it was King David, and Priscilla and Aquila, a married couple. That demonstrates all the places they were serving the Lord. And that's what we want to say. Wherever you are in your life, God takes you out and lets you be on mission for him. And as we listen to this interview that's coming up, I want you to hear the heart of this young woman as she shares about strong women and the growth that they can have in Christ. And that's what we're praying for, that you would be strong in the Lord. Listen to this interview as Christ is shared from strong women. Today on Exploring Missions, we have a very special guest, and they're headquartered in Colorado Springs, Colorado, one of my favorite places to ever visit. It's one of those places, you know, if the Lord presents itself, I would not mind living here. And uh, our guest is Cheryl K. Davis. I'm going to introduce her, and then we're going to let us, our listening audience find out where she's from. But welcome, CK. Thank you so much, Bert. I'm glad to be here. I found out that they called you CK, and that was easier to say than Cheryl K. So <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, sound good? Yeah, my family's called me CK since I was a little baby, so this works great. Okay, we appreciate it. And the issue, the, the ministry is the Colson Center, and you've been there working with them for a few years, or how many? Yeah, so I've been with the Colson Center since last fall, actually. Okay. Um, and I you helped, came during the pandemic. I did, and uh, started working with them as the project coordinator for the Strong Women podcast. Strong women. I've always heard that women are a lot stronger than men because if men were to give birth, it'd be none or one. <laughs> and your mother gave birth to how many? So my mom gave birth to ten kids. I'm uh, number eight of ten. So strongest woman might be her. That's amazing. My mom is very, very strong. I admire her a lot. Well, Strong Women is new to the Colson Center ministry, and so it started last fall? Yeah, so the Strong Women podcast, uh, a product of the Colson Center, uh, started last August. And so we're coming up on our one-year anniversary, and it's the largest growing product of the Colson Center currently. Oh, wow. That's Um, great. But Colson Center has other products as well. Uh, they have the Breakpoint podcast. That's the one we and hear radio all the station. time on this radio station, AFR. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that offers cultural commentary and helps Christians know how to live like one um, and provides them with resources to help them do that. And that's usually John Stone Street. Yeah, yeah. Usually. Sometimes I've heard Eric Metaxas on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Eric used to do uh, shows with us as well. Um, so it's a John Stone Street is the president of the Colson Center and hosts that podcast. And we have a few other products as well. And then the one that I work most closely with, the Strong Women podcast that we mentioned before, is actually hosted by Sarah Stone Street, John's wife, okay. and then Eric Aaron Kunkel. Well, let me tell you, I've known Sarah since she was not just a strong woman, but a strong teenager. Now, that's uh, that's, a, that's so a, few, neat. a few years ago. Yes, hers, she and my youngest son, Micah, uh, we they graduated high school together. And Sarah's dad was a coach uh, for my son. 
in basketball and football and just a great people. Wendy is a prayer warrior. And uh, so the connection with that side of the family with Sarah is really strong. Some of our favorite people. So there's no doubt Sarah came from a strong family, which produces strong women. Absolutely. And that's such a neat connection. And Sarah is always talking so highly of her parents. And so it's cool that you know them. Yeah, and well, that's a good I, legacy. I don't think it's an overstatement. They're that yeah, fine of people. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about the ministry strong. It's a podcast, correct? Yeah, it's a it is a podcast. And Sarah and Aaron initially started it because they each have three daughters um, and they have sons as well, but each have three daughters. And uh, they wanted to give their daughters an example of what a strong woman could be. So they didn't want to necessarily define what a strong woman was and in a sense pigeonhole that, but they wanted just to, to interview women with stories of strength so that their daughter would, daughters would be inspired to live that way. Um, and so we've interviewed guests such as Johnny Erickson Tata about her story. And then we've also interviewed um, some women that you never would have heard of that are just suggested to us by our listeners who but say they're heard from in heaven. I guarantee you, God, yeah. God's list is Absolutely. not our list sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, that's so true. And um, so we have an interview with Dr. Jean Sutherland, and she's a woman that has had cancer three times and just has a really robust view of pain and suffering and is really, really close with the Lord. Um, but she was suggested to us by one of our listeners, no public platform, but just an amazing story. Yeah. Those stories are the kinds that really motivate people because we see them kind of as someone not having the spotlight on them. But you're able through this podcast to give them some light and some information, and it really strengthens others. A lot of that is identity. You know, you go through, you, someone hear her story from what you've just told me, and they're going through struggles like that. You know, the Bible talks about comfort those who are comforted. It's been comforted. And uh, with the same comfort you've been comforted with. So that sounds like a great, great podcast. When you hear about strong women and you look at the Bible, we find the Bible's filled with those women. Absolutely. And I mean, starting from the very beginning of Eve, I don't think she was that weak. I think she was able to begin this whole birth process, and uh, it has continued to this day. But also think of Sarah in the Bible. Yes. You know, Sarah was willing to go with Abraham. Can you imagine Abraham coming home one day, Cheryl, and saying, uh, pack, uh, we're going to leave. Well, where we're going, I don't know. Uh, well, how do you know we're supposed to go? God's told me that. Who? God, yeah. The God that you haven't seen, yeah. Can you imagine that conversation? No, I can't imagine. I'm glad he had Sarah there. <laughs> I am too. It would have been a lonely trek without him and her being together. But I, I think of all my heroes, I know there's Esther and Veshti, Ruth. I, I still, mother uh, of Jesus, Mary, teenager, called out to do that. Yeah. God, God's got some examples in the scriptures, hasn't he? He sure does. And um, well, actually, one of the things that we do on the Strong Women podcast is we interview women, but we also interview guests that uh, have a, not a lot of knowledge about either biblical women or women in history. And so last Christmas, we released an episode on Mary, the mother of Jesus, just giving more oh, historical yeah. background into her. Um, and I learned a lot from that, uh, just and I was really encouraged just to learn more about the mother of God and the impact that she had on Jesus in ways that I may not have seen before. Yeah. Can you imagine her saying, it's, I don't know how, I don't know why, 
but I am your made servant. I'm willing. That's yeah. that was faith, I would say. Yeah. Getting back to the podcast, as you're doing this, I think you shared with us what we want, you know, what you're trying to do, encourage women to be strong. That's kind of a mission statement for you guys to have to strengthen women to be who they want to be in home or the workplace or wherever. Do you do you uh, differentiate between those or just say women who you are, where you are, be strong? That's exactly right, Bert. We do say wherever you are, uh, you can be a woman of strength. Um, and I think it's it's really interesting that God has called women to so many different spheres and that uh, we also are really thankful for the strong men in our life that encourage women to go into those different spheres and who offer that support. Um, but the podcast really is for, you know, the mom at home with kids to um, one of the guests that we interviewed, uh, Cheryl Batchelder is the CEO of Popeye's Chicken. Oh, wow. um, and so it really it really has the breadth of all these different women and all these different spheres. Um, and our, our goal is to be an encouragement to them. You know, I've read some of the stories of early missionaries coming from America, like Adonira Judson. Yes. And he knew God was calling him. And he wrote to the father of the woman he would marry, saying where he's headed, probably never see her again, never come back. And the father said, yes, if this is God's will and she's willing, go. I, I just that that just those kind of you're talking about strong women. Mm -hmm. Some strong fathers have produced some of these strong women, haven't they? They definitely have. Uh, and like I mentioned before, we really value the strong men in our lives who who come alongside these strong women. And uh, there's a lot of our guests on the podcast who talk about how their fathers influenced them and how their fathers guided them. And um, we're really thankful that men step up and take that role. Um, Some of the women have had to overcome weak fathers. Just because you have a weak father or a weak mother does not mean you can't be strong as a male or female. So some of these strong women have come out of difficulty. And God, you remember it says he is a father to the fatherless? Absolutely. And, you know, some of these women that I know whose fathers deserted them and they accepted God as their father. And they've talked to women who've had real good earthly fathers and uh, they've compared fathers and the ones who had the heavenly fathers, their father said, you know, I, I, you know, I missed out on some things, but I didn't miss out on everything. I had a father that loved me beyond measure. That's the love of our God, isn't it? That's so true. And actually that resonates with my own story. So I'm number eight of 10 kids, uh, but I was actually adopted. And so my adopted mom birthed eight of the children and then adopted two of us. And so I have that story of a father who abandoned me and um, coming to know like the love of God even in the midst of that, as God is my father. And there have been so many guests that we've had on the Strong Women podcast who have backgrounds like that as well. And the way Sarah and Aaron are able to draw out their stories and draw out the truth of God still being a good father, even if there were fathers that were absent, uh, has been really encouraging to me. And I we've gotten a lot of good feedback from our listeners that that's been encouraging them to them too. You know, I was pastor for 40 years, and... Uh, you you learn to be very knowledgeable of those children whose fathers are not there yes. to give them some attention that may may not get from an, another male. 
Now, it's good attention, strong attention, and you do it with, with love and compassion. And I've heard stories about men being that example for even young girls, because a lot of girls are being raised by single moms. Yes. So they have not been around a strong male figure. And so it's not that anybody can replace them except the Lord, but to be a role model for those kind of individuals is so important. It should be a ministry of the church, shouldn't it? It definitely should be. And Erin, one of our, our hosts that I've been mentioning, she actually was a single mom. Um, and so she definitely, and Sarah as well, have a heart for single moms and want to encourage them to be women of strength. And Erin has experienced her husband, Brett, coming alongside her uh, when she was a single mom and, and loving their daughter. Um, and so it, it should be a ministry of the church. And Sarah and Erin definitely recognize that and want to speak to that. And um, those themes are definitely woven throughout the Strongman podcast. Well, being a little personal, my mother-in-law was a single mom because of desertion. And, uh, you know, when my oldest son was married, he decided he would write out some things about what dad meant to him, what uh, what his mom meant to him, but when it came for for his grandmother, my wife's uh, mother said, "You're the strongest woman I've ever Aww, known." Praise the Lord! Yeah, because of her love for the Lord, her missional. She was on mission for God, and uh, a single woman. The, it is difficult, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt, but God intervenes, and He's intervening. We're talking to some people today, possibly, who's listening to this radio broadcast, and they feel alone. Uh, They feel like they're neglected, but God loves you. He has a plan. If you're listening, he has a plan for you. And there's people watching you as you stand strong, especially stand strong for Christ. It does make a difference. Uh, We observe people like that, don't we? And we admire them because they stand strong. Yes, no, there are so many examples of people who are standing strong in the Lord that give us all strength. Yeah. Um, and so my heart is with your listeners today who who need that encouragement to stand strong or who need some encouragement in their lives um, to encourage them to do that, um, to stand strong. Well, tell us a little bit about the podcast, how people can listen, how you know they want to know and uh, how it's available. Tell us yes, about that. Yes, absolutely. So the Strong Women podcast is available wherever you can find podcasts. So it's on iTunes and Spotify and most pl- other places where you can find podcasts. And so we would love to have your listeners listen. Um, we also have a really thriving Facebook group under the Strong Women podcast name where we have a community of women who are on there encouraging each other, sharing articles and things that they found and discussing the episodes that we've had. Um, and then Instagram and Twitter as well. So this is really helping women all across America. Is it international or just national? You know, it is helping women all across America, and it is international. We don't have as many international listeners as of now, but we would love love to welcome them to the Strong Women family. Strong women are needed everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> We're in agreement about that. Well, Cheryl Kay, I want to thank you for being with us on Exploring Missions, and I appreciate you so much. And give Sarah our love, and thank you for letting you come and share here and be a part of Exploring Missions. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me, Bert, and I'll definitely pass on your well wishes to Sarah. And all of those who are listening, uh, there's some strong women in your life. Let them know you appreciate it because they are on mission for God.